are we being too hard on Chucky Hepburn? And let's let's dig a little bit into why maybe AJ Storr shooting as much as he is and what we can take from that. Locked on Badgers, let's go. You are Locked on Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, Badger fans? Welcome to Locked On Badgers, your team every single day. Really do appreciate you tuning in. Can't say thank you enough to all the everydayers who are here every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. All right, let's get into it. I'm excited for this show because... Once a week, and I haven't been able to do it recently, but once a week, I try to take all the comments, some of my favorite comments from the YouTube live shows, the the YouTube comments, put them together, and we just do a big, it's just a big community show. Like, this is like a town hall. We're bringing everybody together. Let's get the comments in. Let's just talk about it. So this show is all y'all's agenda, and I can't wait to get into it. Uh, We're just going to start it off. Um, This one is from Jay Tony. Isn't this the Hepburn fan the fans screamed for? I love this comment, and he's starting off with with the real, right? Because all last year, we just did a show, a live reaction show. It was myself and Rajiv, and we talked about Chucky needs to shoot more. He needs to be more aggressive. He needs to uh, get after it, right? What was the commentary on Chucky Hepburn last year? Chucky Hepburn last year, people said, you need to shoot less. Stop playing hero ball. Get other people involved. And that's... It feels that, like that's what he's trying to do this year. And now fans are like, no, no, that's not what we wanted. And Jay Tony being like, yeah, this is the Hepburn fan scream for. You got what you wanted. Are you happy? I I love this comment. Um, I want to start here. To some degree, we did want a version of Chucky Hepburn who was distributing more, who was trying to find other teammates to get involved. But here's the problem. And here's why I don't think this is the Chucky Hepburn fans are screaming for. His his assist rate really hasn't gone up. So in other words, so Chucky Epburn last year uh, for 40 minutes was taking about five or six more shots per game than he is this year. So he was getting up four or five, six more shots every single game last year. Okay. And about the same amount of minutes played and his assist rate was 19%. So he was assisting on about 19% of the baskets while he was out there this year, his assist rates 20%. In other words, his assist rate really hasn't gone up. That's so this is the problem. Like we wanted a Hepburn who was more of a facilitator, and really what we've gotten is just a Hepburn who's who's producing less offense because he's taking less shots, which we kind of were hoping would translate into more assists, more getting other people involved. And quite frankly, statistically, that hasn't really happened. And that's part of the problem. So we've gotten less shots, but we haven't got the corresponding bump in playmaking that we were kind of hoping for. And what it's led to is just a point guard that's generating less offense. Offense can be generated through a lot of things, right? It can be generated through great screens. It can be generated through playmaking, setting people up. Obviously, it can be generated through just pure scoring. What we hoped is Hepburn's offense, his offensive generation would you know, be found in other ways. Shoot a little less, be a higher percentage there. And then be more of a playmaker. And that just hasn't happened this year. Um, he's not shooting well. You know, obviously a big dip in three-point percentage, which is wild because he's a really good shooter. So I, I definitely appreciate the comment, Jay Tony. It is a good perspective. But no, this isn't really the we want. We wanted a guy who's probably going to playmake a little bit more and shoot a higher percentage on less volume. And unfortunately, it just hasn't happened. I think it's there. Like, it is there in the bag. He just has to be a little more aggressive. And we talked about it. But this team is much better when he's playing a little more aggressively. He needs to look to score a little bit earlier. And maybe, listen, there might be something um, 
he plays a lot of minutes, and I'm going to get into that in the next question. He played 36 minutes against um, against Purdue, and he plays 36 minutes where defensively a lot of that is asked of him. Maybe that's taking a toll, right? Kamari McGee's out. He's not getting as much um, – is not getting the opportunity to rest as much. Maybe just the minutes is taking a bit of a toll on Chucky, and we need to find a way to get him down into 32, 33, 34 minutes a game, not 36, 37. Right. It may not seem like a lot, but those three or four extra minutes of rest during the game can be a big deal. And suddenly your legs don't feel quite as heavy and the shot looks a little bit better. So I think that's a possibility, too, that the rotations are burning him out a little bit and that Kamari McGee injury is playing a bigger role than it should. That brings me to the next question. Fickleburgers says, do you like guards rotations? For the most part, they're fine. Like, I want to preface this with the reality that I'm not. Obviously, I'm not in the locker room. I'm not in practice. Right. So it's it's super easy to criticize rotations when you don't see what they're doing in practice, excuse me, when you don't see what they're doing in practice, you don't see what the rotations are. You don't see what the game plan is. You don't see if someone's executing something you wrote up on a whiteboard and then they don't and you yank them out and the fans are like, why'd you take him out? And it's like, well, maybe he didn't cover that pick and roll the way we practiced it. And that's a big deal. That being said, I, I think, and this ties into the previous point I just made, I think he's leaning on the starters a little too much. Just a bit. I think it's burning them a little bit. Um, Hepburn doesn't need to play 36 minutes. In my opinion, when you're asking him to be a defensive cog, you don't need him to play 36 minutes. And then someone invariably is going to say, well, what, what are you going to do then? Kamari McGee's not in there. Max Klesman can play point for a, a two or three minute stretch. I think Blackwell can bring it up and initiate offense. I think we saw it in the Purdue game. Tyler Wall can bring the ball up and at least as a, as a forward, he can definitely get into some offense. I think there's minutes to be found where and, and until Kamari McGee gets back and it doesn't sound like that's imminent. Until he gets back, I think you can use a combination of Klesman and Blackwell at the point, not in long stretches, but enough to give enough to give Hepburn a little bit more of a break. And then that also allows you to get Connor a siege in a couple more minutes at the off guard, right? So find moments where Klesman can be the one he can slide over, and then you can bring in Connor at that too and give him a little bit more burn. Get off to 14, 15 minutes a game and give uh, Hepburn a few more minutes off. And I'm curious if just that allows Hepburn to get more into rhythm and be a little more fresh and hit those shots that he's needed to hit. So um, for the most part, I think guards rotations are fine. I, I do think the one criticism I would have, again, criticism um, with, with the knowledge that I'm not in the locker room, I'm not in the practices, but the one, like, I think the starters are playing too much. And I think there's guys on the bench that can play more. I think Blackwell can play a little bit more. I think um, definitely Connor can play a little bit more. He's really started to look good. Give him a little more extended burden and see what's there. And in, in turn, you can also get Hepburn a little bit more of a rest, and then he's going to be more fresh, and hopefully that spices up the offense for him. So that's that's where I would go with that one. So, I mean, yes, I I do think the rotations are fine overall outside of I think the bench guys could use a little bit more burn, and I think that would benefit the starters. All right, let's go to this one. Akefo, say what you want about Storr. At least he aggressively tries to make plays. The rest of them are meh. Uh, also, this is a game of unlucky bounces, missed calls by the refs, poor outside shooting. Um, on that second part, yeah, every loss you can point to things and say unlucky bounces, missed calls. All that is true, but from Purdue's standpoint, they didn't shoot the ball very well either. This is one of the worst Zach Eady games you're going to get. I'm sure they're. I'm sure if you're Purdue, you're looking at this like we went into Madison, we beat them on their home court. Um, we didn't even get a signature Eady game. We didn't shoot great from three either. Yeah, I, I think it's one of those things where the a lot of those poor outside shooting stuff kind of balances out. Certainly the Badgers did make, literally did make a three pointer in the second half. So yeah, to, fair point there, Akefo. Um, I want to go to that first part. Say what you want about Storr. At least he aggressively tries to make plays. So here's the bad. Storr 
by a pretty wide margin leads the team in usage rate. Usage rate is essentially the the percentage of times you're on the court where the play ends with you, either either through a turnover, either through getting fouled or a shot. He's he very um clearly leads the team in that. His, his usage rate is 32%. The next highest is Connor at 26, Blackwell at 22, Wall at 21. Hepburn's usage rate is 15%. So Hepburn's usage rate is less than half of what Stores is, right? So Store leads the team in that category, and he's also ninth on the team in true shooting percentage. True shooting percentage, calculating in free throws, three-pointers, two-pointers, and their varying impacts on the game. So he's shooting ninth on the team in true shooting percentage, and he leads the team in usage percentage. That's a problem. It's... It's not all on store, right? Because he's part of an ecosystem here, but that is a problem. You can't have a guy who leads your team in usage also being one of your worst um, from a metric standpoint shooters. That that just leads to obvious offensive inefficiencies, right? But I want to talk a little bit about why are all those shots and why is all that usage going to store? I don't think it's just him. I think there's there's more at play here. And Kepo gets to some of the heart of it. He at least aggressively tries to make plays. There's too many guys on this team. Like when you talk about i would like store to be a little more efficient i would like him to not take some of the shots well then other people need to take shots right we just talked hepper needs to take some shots part of the reason store is taking more shots and maybe some people would like is those shots are rolling downhill to him he's not initiating the offense right and at times yes he is a bit of a ball stopper that's a lot of wing scores in in college basketball in high school basketball and pro basketball a lot of them are a bit of ball stoppers hepper needs to do a better job of initiating offense taking shots finding other people klesman needs to shoot more if those two just naturally are a little more aggressive then store is just naturally going to get a few less shots and i think his efficiency goes up um i want to continue this this coming up next after a break but I think, again, the bigger point is, yes, like the store aggressiveness is really important, but he's also taking shots to some degree because other people aren't. Uh, we'll continue that conversation coming up next on Lockdown Badgers. But first, a quick break for friends of the show over at FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one source for all your sports betting needs. It's what we use on the Lockdown Network. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets guaranteed with a $5 bet, win or lose. Not going to beat that. Plus, parlays, futures, teasers, spreads, it's all there on FanDuel. Basketball, football, NBA, college, NFL, Super Bowl, baseball coming up. Um, it Like, it's all there on FanDuel. Whatever sport, whatever type of action, the user interface is fast, it's simple, it's easy. Please do it responsibly, but it is a ton of fun. Get on the website, spice up your sports watching weekend, weekday, whatever it is. Um, still a great opportunity if you believe in the Badgers to have some bounce back games. A couple road games coming up that I think they're going to be pretty likely to win. Maybe some money line action on the Badgers. Fandle.com slash locked on. That's Fandle.com slash locked on, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. All right, let's keep this conversation going. I want to keep talking about store here because I think this is an important discussion when people start talking. This isn't tennis, right? It's not bowling. It's not golf. It's not NASCAR. These aren't individual sports. When a wing guy, when a wing guard, when a wing forward is getting too many shots, and those, it wasn't a good game for for Store. Like I'm a pretty big defender of Store. I feel like at times I'm not. I don't necessarily try to be. I think just naturally it happens. Um, great guard said after the game, "Hey, we're taking heat check shots, and we we're not even. We don't even have heat." I think pretty clearly that was um, a reference to some of Store's shots. But on the same token, I'm like, you're the head coach, man. Like run something for somebody else then, you know, like stores, not just getting, he's not bringing the ball up and shooting it without anybody touching the ball. Like he is a component of the offense that we're running right now. And 
he's getting setups at, at times in situations where not all the time, but at times where it's a low shot clock, they're getting the ball, getting out of the way. What do you expect a wing scorer to do? He's going to shoot. And part of the value of AJ store is you have a confident volume scorer who's comfortable shooting the ball, right? That's a skill into of itself. A lot of players, even looking on this team, Klesman should shoot more. He doesn't. Tyler, Tyler Stephen Krell should shoot more. Sometimes he doesn't, right? Being comfortable taking big shots and continuing to be aggressive is into of itself a skill that AJ Store has that a lot of people on this team don't have, and that results in him taking more shots. Um, so I guess my, my big answer here to this, and let me pull this comment back up from Akefo, is, yeah, you need to applaud Store's ability to be aggressive and keep being aggressive, keep putting pressure on the rim. He continues to lead this team in free throw attempts. Those are all things born out of his aggressiveness. Now we just need some other players to step up and start taking some of those shots. And that the side effect of that is just going to be a few less shots for store and everybody's going to be better for it. So I put a lot of that on. Certainly everybody plays a role in offense store needs to be a little more selective a hundred percent, but the other guys need to take more shots and stop just giving it to store and saying, go to work. Greg guard needs to do a better job of scheming up stuff for Chucky Efren and Klesman early to get them going. Right. So I think all of those things, when people just say, um, Ah, store. Ah, stop taking all the shots. I think you need to look at the bigger offense and say, well, the offense isn't working the way it should if store is the one ending up with all these shots. All right, let's go to uh James. I love the I love the optimism on this one, James. Let's go. James says if they play like this in the NCAA tournament, they can make the final four. It's that's a super interesting take, right? Because we just got done um losing two games, Nebraska on the road, Purdue at home. And I feel like a lot of people are really pessimistic, really down. James is coming at this and saying, listen. I, I'm, and I don't mean to extrapolate kind of what you're saying, but I think James is looking at this saying, hey, that was an overtime loss to a team that is is really good on at home. And then you just kind of went toe-to-toe with Purdue. And if you can – that's a different way of looking at this. If you can kind of go toe-to-toe with Purdue, you can get – if you get the right matchups, that's super important in March, especially for this team because this is a, not a perfect team if, by any stretch. But if you get the right matchups and you play with the energy level and the effort and just shoot a little better that you did against Purdue – Listen, there's a run there. I don't even think you need to squint to see it. I think there's an absolute chance for a run there. Um, Final four would be surprising to me. I've said that before. Elite eight, one shock me. And elite, and if you get in the elite eight, get hot and you're in the final four. Like I, I know that's a lot of dominoes that need to trip over. And I'm not trying to get ahead of myself, but I don't think it's that big a deal. Like I really don't think it's it's that far of a stretch given this year's. Um, I don't. I think there's a lot of gettable teams this year, right, on any given day. And I do really like the way the Badgers played in that game. So I love the optimism, James. I'm here for it. Let's go. Um, thank you for the comment. Samuel T says, the issue is still a talent gap. It's getting better, but the difference between the top-tier programs and Wisconsin is they have a store-like athlete at multiple positions and off the bench. Yeah, it's, it's a good point. Like, the athleticism is still coming up. Now, next year, you get another influx of it with uh, Daniel Freetag. They're going to have to figure out what to do at that wall position. But let's say you hit the portal, you bring in an athletic four, and then you have next year store, Freetag, and an athletic four. You start to upgrade the athletes. But but Samuel T is correct. There is still a bit of a talent gap between the Wisconsin's and the Purdue's, right? Purdue is, is, has a better roster right now. I don't Wisconsin's better this year than they were last year. I think next year they're going to be better next year than they are this year. I think um, that remains to be seen, obviously, but the, there is a bit of a talent gap there still in those moments. And that's why recruiting is so important. Like you got to keep recruiting. You got to hit the portal. Greg Gard has done a better job of it recently. And I have no reason to 
think that'll stop, right? I, he identifies talent well. Um, that Daniel Freitag win was an enormous win. I, I, you know, you start, you lose sight of that the longer it goes from when he committed because it just feels like so long from the point a player commits to the point they get on campus. But understand how big of a win that Freitag win was. That is a hyper-athletic point guard. Uh, we recently had a high school clip, if you saw it on Twitter. He threw the ball off the backboard and dunked it, caught it and dunked it himself, like in a high school, in a national game. It was ridiculous. Now, great guard's not going to put that play into the game plan, but it, it highlights the athleticism that's coming onto the roster next year. I think Storr will be here still, so you're going to pair those two up. Um, hopefully get another athlete in the portal at the four, and maybe you're cooking. But it is a good point from Samuel. I think there is a talent gap there. This is from Bitcoin is Freedom. Um, ED being on Wall and uh, TKR and or Gillis on Corral was an interesting play. Not sure if it worked out or not because Wall went to work on ED. Yeah, Painter had some really interesting stuff in this game. Specific, that was one of the, the ones specifically they kind of switched up how traditionally you would guard the Badgers, right? Traditionally, ED would be on the uh, on Crowell or the five would be on the five, the four would be on the four, whoever's out there for them. And they really kind of mixed it up where they went. Uh, sorry, as I messed with my hat, I had an itch on my head where they went um, putting Edie on wall and really using him as a secondary defender. Edie wasn't really guarding wall. Edie was zoning off wall. So as soon as Crowell started to make a move, Edie was looming. It was a, I thought it was a great defensive plan from Painter. And I, I don't think we reacted really well initially. Um, I would have, if I saw that, I would have sent Crowell out to space. I literally just go out to the three-point line space. Uh, we'll put wall on the block. And now they have to make a decision, right? If they're going to keep uh, Edie on wall, then the other guy has to go out and space on Crowell. I think that's how I want to handle it. But it was a really interesting decision from Painter. He's a good coach. And, um, he, yeah, I, I respect the way Wall went to work on him. But I, I think we needed – if that's how they're going to guard it, I think you need to crawl out of there and try to space them out a little bit. Daniel Bloom says, if Painter is our coach, the Badgers win the game. I mean – I think Painter's really good. So he's also a guy that's lost in the first round with a loaded team, right? I I don't know. Like, if you're going to start a team in the Big Ten, which which coach would you take out of everybody? I think it's an interesting discussion. Um, I think we might even do a show on that now that I, I talk about it. I would probably have Painter a tick ahead of guard. Uh, I think Painter's really good. But let's, let's not pretend Painter's without flaws either. Um, we've seen... For all the for all the the frustration at times with Greg Gard and, and tournament flameouts, right? It's like look at that Purdue program and Matt, and Matt Painter. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think he has a better roster. Uh, he, he, like he is a better roster than Greg Gard right now. That makes coaching a lot easier, right? Give Greg Gard that roster and give Matt Painter our roster. I bet you Greg Gard beats him more often. They're just a better team, and Greg Gard is getting back to that point. Wisconsin's got a really good roster this year. Purdue's one of the best teams in the country. Wisconsin's like a top 15 team. That's a difference. Talent matters. It makes it easier to coach. All right, we're going to come back. We got a bunch more comments coming up, including some football comments, uh, stuff from John Berger, um, a couple comments on Crowd, too. We got a bunch of just your comments. This is all your show coming up on Lockdown Badgers. But first, a quick break for friends of the show over at eBay Motors. eBay Motors is your number one source for all your car park needs, right? Whatever you need to get. Go to eBay Motors. It's faster. It's easier. It's simpler. I used to go to the car parts store, and then you talk to some guy who doesn't really want to be there. He's on his phone, and he's trying to, like, find your part, and they may not have it in the warehouse. And he's like, oh, I'm a, maybe this one will fit. I'm like, I don't know, dude. I'm not a I'm not a car guy. Maybe it will. Will it? I don't know. 
That's why you got to go to eBay Motors. The right parts, the right fits, the right prices. eBay guaranteed fit is only available in U.S. customers, but with 122 million parts, over 122 million parts, you are guaranteed to find the right part, the right price every single time, and you are burning rubber, not cash. That's what eBay Motors is so great for. Get the right part at the incredible prices, and you never have to leave your door. And you got to put clothes on, just shop from the home, be comfortable, get that carburetor you need, those, those rims you need, that tire kit, whatever it is over on eBay Motors. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items, only exclusions to apply. eBay guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers. That's ebaymotors.com. All right, let's keep this going. Let's get more comments. Let's go. And again, I, I thank you, everybody. This is a great opportunity for me too, to just say thank you, everybody, for putting these comments in here. I love reading them. I read every comment all the time, and I'm not always great at responding. But thank you for being part of this community. And I love doing shows like this because we're smarter when we bring your voices onto it. All right. Now let's continue here. Uh, this one is from Philip. Until guard figures out how to help crawl and wall when they get double teamed in the post, it's going to depend on how streaky your shooters are. Um, or is it going to depend on how streaky your shooters are? I think the, the second one is correct. It's going to depend on how streaky your shooters are, Philip. That, that's it. When you get doubled in the post, Corral and Wall both typically make the right basketball decision. They they typically make, and I know people get frustrated. Corral can be a little deliberate. He's deliberate because he typically makes the right basketball decision. It just, it is what it is. You know, he'll wait for the double to come. He's super patient. If it doesn't come, he'll get into his offensive action. If it comes, again, it could he could pass a little quicker. I understand that the decision-making process could be a little faster, but he typically makes the right pass. And then shooters just have to hit shots, right? So to your point, it does depend on how streaky your shooters are. And that's that's kind of the idea of our offense, right? We we have a couple post guys, and then we surround them with perimeter guys, with Storr, Hepburn, Klesman, Connor, um, Blackwell, right? And you need those guys just to hit open shots. That's basketball. And they didn't do it against Purdue. Now, I do want to be super clear and give Purdue credit. Purdue is a really good defensive perimeter team. They they chased a lot of I'm not going 0 for 11 in the in the second half of a college division one college basketball game is always poor shooting, but it was influenced by the way they defended us. There weren't a ton of wide open looks. There were a couple. Store had one in the first half. Winter definitely had that big one in the second half. Um, a lot of Connor's shots were contested, right? Or super deep. Most of AJ Store's threes were contested. So give Purdue some credit, but yeah, I think. It depends on how streaky your shooters are, unfortunately. Bo Dragon says Kral is like a bully. He is good against smaller guys and sucks against bigger guys. I just, you know, we continue to hit on this. I just think he is who he is. I don't think he necessarily sucks against bigger guys, but he is who he is. He is a little bit more of um, a finesse big that's kind of in a bigger guy's body. I don't know. Maybe I'm not wording that very well, but he's not He's not going to out-physical more physical guys, and that's really typically always been the case. But listen, what, what this discussion misses a little bit with Stephen Crowell and Bo, I'm not like invalidating what you say, you're saying. It is a good perspective, but most people shrink in the moment against Zach Eady. Like we're just specifically talking about Zach Eady. Like just about everybody loses that that post matchup. Do you want a little bit more out of Stephen Crowell in there? Yeah, but most people are losing that post matchup. You know, what we miss a little bit with Stephen Crowell is his rebounding rate is a career high. He's rebounding better. He's shooting better across the board. Like, this is a really good year for Stephen Crowell. He's just never going to be the super physical springy big that people want, unfortunately. He's a really good player, though, and he's a big part of what we do. And there's a reason teams double him, right? The previous comment we talked about, how do we how do we deal with the doubles? You know, do we rely on streaky shooters? A lot of teams don't have a post that other teams feel like they need to double. We have one. 
a lot of teams have doubled Crowell because otherwise Crowell methodically takes their their post apart. He's had moments like that. So I'm not trying to make any excuses for him at all. Like he's I would love him to be a little more physical. I would love him to be a little more aggressive as well at times and just try to take somebody's arm off when he dunks on somebody. It's just not him. But overall, he's a really good post player. Mike Witt says, will we ever, big picture, will we win a Big Ten title with guard ever? I mean, so I think you mean going forward, I think, Mike, uh, because he's won two, right? Guard's already won two regular season Big Ten titles. So if the question is, will he ever do it? Yeah, that's yes, because he has. Uh, I'm not trying to be snarky, uh, but he has, he's won two of them. So I, I, yeah, I think he probably will get another one. It's, it's listen, it's a tough league. It's not easy. You, you've got several really, really good basketball teams and programs in this league, but yeah, I think he'll get another one. Uh, and I think he's going to have several other top three, top four finishes, which in the big 10 with the addition of those other schools come from the left coast. Um, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I think, I th- but I do think if you, if you ask me to bet on in the next 10 years, does guard win another title or two? I would say so. I think, I think he does. Um, Ken says great effort went blow for blow. The dominant team didn't pick up the dub, but gross character, especially on the defensive end. Ken, I love that comment. Cause I said something similar on the live reaction show too. And you're more frustrated in a live reaction show, but yeah, they, they punched with Purdue. Now you're at home, right? So let's be clear on this. That wasn't like a neutral site game, which you're not going to in, in March, you're not going to get the elite teams in the Cole center, but they punched with Purdue, and that's a game that they could have won. It felt like Purdue was mostly in control of it, but Wisconsin was right there, and I love the effort. The first thing you said there, great effort. Yes, 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 Ken. Uh, you and I are like Legos on this. We're sticking together because I thought their effort was incredible in this game. They played really hard, and if they play with that level of intensity, they're going to beat most of the rest of what's left on their schedule, and then I'm going to feel pretty good with them going into March. So great comment. I love it. JB, the great John Berger says, Wall is back to first half of last season. Love Wall. Said it all right there. Like, Wall looks incredible right now. Um, probably the best player on the team right now. So I agree there, man. Um, this is from uh, the interview with Michael Reski or Roski. And uh, Billy Bob says, I'm just a, this is a comment from him, from Michael. And he said, I'm just a big dude who came from somewhere. I had so many comments on that, that Reski uh, interview. He's just, so Wisconsin. I love talking to him. And he's just like, I just like to see young or smaller defenders fly through the air as I hit them. <laughs> I can't wait, man, for that dude to get into the Big Ten play, get some Brady Collins action, and then just keep rolling with it. PR says, uh, Tack, this is from an episode a while ago, but I never got to this one. Tack has the craziest high school huddle film I've ever seen. His junior and senior film are just him absolutely blowing people up every play. I've never seen that before where every highlight is a hit stick. Um, that's from PR, yeah. Uh, he's going to be a fan favorite. And I think he's he's going to start this year is my opinion. I think he's going to start this year and he's going to make some impact right away. Now, it's going to be a bit of a learning curve, but his, I said it last year, man, his high school film is absurdly fun to watch. That's one of the most enjoyable high school films I've ever seen. And at this point, I've seen a lot of high school films. His is incredible. Like it jumps off the screen and I can't wait to see that in Madison next year. All right, y'all. Again, thank you so, so much for tuning in. Really do appreciate it on Wisconsin. Uh, you guys are absolutely amazing. Look for a couple really fun interviews coming up this week. We got um, uh, a couple guys connected to the program joining on, and I can't wait to get into it. On Wisconsin, and we'll talk later.